At each Sunday service, as we did today, we bow in gratitude to the four graces of Lan Buddhism, in gratitude to the grace of heaven and earth, in gratitude to the grace of parents, in gratitude to the grace of fellow beings, in gratitude to the grace of laws. I've been doing these four bows for the past 13 years at this temple. Over that time, I've pondered the meaning of each of the graces and how they fit together into a powerful cosmology. However, up to now, I've never considered the word at the beginning of each statement, gratitude. What does feeling grateful mean to me? And beyond being a throwaway word, as I bow, how do I establish gratitude as a part of my being, as a central part of my being? And the obverse, what keeps me from feeling grateful? How do I get in my own way? In this Dharma talk, I'll try to unpack these questions and share the mental and emotional journey that I've been on and still am on. I like this definition. Gratitude is a positive emotion that can arise when I acknowledge that I have goodness in my life in reference to someone or something. Three parts. A positive emotion. Acknowledge that I have goodness in my life in reference to someone or something. Gratitude is an emotion. It's not a thing. It's spontaneous. For me, I feel various emotions in different parts of my body. I've discovered that I feel gratitude across my chest. As I concentrate on the feeling, my lungs expand. My gaze softens. My eyes are more liquid. My body quiets. And then I exhale. I smile. My mind starts to join in. The someone or something for which I'm grateful steps forward in my mental gaze. I express the feeling in my mind's eye or out loud, and it is complete. Why is feeling and expressing gratitude important beyond that it feels good? The science suggests that for many, it can engender a sense of heightened well-being, reduce symptoms of depression and anxiety, improve sleep and lower blood pressure, increase self-esteem, serve as a relationship boost, help bind us more closely together, improve satisfaction with daily life. Feeling gratitude is not the same as feeling pleasure or enjoyment. Gratitude is a giving out. Pleasure and enjoyment are a taking in. Gratitude is enduring. Pleasure and enjoyment are fleeting. At the outset, it can be helpful to practice gratitude mindfully and with intent. A dear friend takes a photograph every day of something she is grateful for. Then she shares it with a small group of people. I feel honored to be included. Sometimes the photograph is of the bounty from her garden, or a gathering of friends, or a swim in her pond, 
or a small gift that arrives unexpectedly. She tells me that the accumulation of this daily practice contributes to her well-being in a meaningful way. Look up gratitude practice in Google and you'll find dozens of suggestions. Here are a few. Journaling. Make a gratitude jar. Each day, deposit a message of gratitude in it. Carry a gratitude stone in your pocket. Write gratitude messages to a loved one. Create a gratitude photo album on your phone. Before going to sleep, reflect on three things you were grateful for that day. And there are lots more to be found on the internet. The common elements seem to be stop, sense, appreciate, express. As with most things, the more one practices, the more benefits one gains. You don't have to be a Buddhist practitioner to practice gratefulness. But if you look closely, the realms of gratitude and Buddhism are closely intertwined. As I think about the interconnection, the concept of spaciousness comes to mind. A quote from a Buddhist temple in California. Buddhist practice points us to a spacious mind that allows us to open our hearts to all the difficulties in our lives and still find freedom and peace, no matter what difficulties are unfolding in our lives. In a way, Buddhist practice can be seen as a way of creating a more spacious mind and heart. I've come to believe that a necessary condition for feeling grateful is a spacious mind. If my mind is open and at peace, one definition of spaciousness, I have a greater capacity for gratitude. My mind is primed to notice when someone or something contributes to the goodness in my life. When my mind is clogged up with what in Buddhism we call attachments to sensory conditions, there's no room, no space for gratitude, or for that matter, for love, compassion, serenity, peace, or calm. Sensory conditions are the stimuli that we naturally perceive through our six senses. Eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, and mind. They are neither good nor bad, they just are. But often we manufacture stories or attachments to these sensory conditions. These sometimes are quite subtle, but not always. When I'm driving and someone cuts me off, my fear quickly morphs to anger at that stupid idiot. When I'm hugging someone I love, I wish it would never end. When I'm in the middle of writing a Dharma talk, especially when I'm grappling with a difficult section, I start to feel annoyed that I agreed to it in the first place. <laughs> Over time, our attachments become ingrained, like carrying a pile of rocks. When this happens to me, I find myself agitating about something in the past and or craving for something in the future, instead of responding authentically and immediately in the present. 
If my mind is clogged with attachments, if my ego is constantly dancing in the foreground, if I live my made-up stories, I lose the natural spaciousness of my true self. And it's next to impossible to feel gratitude for anything. Buddhist, and specifically Wan Buddhist Dharma, speak often about this. The essential dharmas of daily practice, which we recited earlier, point to disturbances, delusions, and wrongdoings that arise in response to sensory conditions. This is the cause of suffering, according to the Four Noble Truths. As we suffer, we crave for something beyond what is present. Our egos take the podium as the orchestra conductor. We are caught in the continuous swirl of the stories we create for ourselves. The good news is that there is a way out. The essential dharmas of daily practice also suggest that equanimity helps us let go of disturbances, Wisdom helps us let go of delusions, and following the precepts of our true nature helps us let go of wrongdoing. A deeper discussion about equanimity, wisdom, and following the precepts of our true nature would be a Dharma talk unto itself. For now, suffice it to say that while we are the creators of our own suffering, we also have the capacity to let it go. Over the years, my Buddhist practice has allowed me to quiet my world significantly. And in this quiet, my awareness of my attachments and my ability to release them has increased. Sote-san, our founding master, said, Become the pilot of your own mind in thousands of sensory conditions. Always use everything wholesome by considering the benefits to you and others. As I let my attachments go, as I keep my ego in check, and as I accept that my stories are just stories, my mind opens to all sorts of possibilities. And wondrously, my capacity for gratitude increases and deepens. I am able to acknowledge the goodness in my life and be thankful to those who contribute to it. Through this, I've started to experience a greater sense of well-being, for which I'm hugely grateful. I feel a spaciousness that is quite new to me and a greater capacity to feel gratitude. Writing this Dharma talk has allowed me to think deeply and hopefully more coherently about the linkages between gratitude, releasing attachments, and spaciousness. Thank you for the opportunity to share this with you.